Now's your chance to get the last of the Resolution Radio Blood Tees. Only a few left available before we try to do a reorder. This has been a high-selling item, and we really appreciate everyone's support in getting this shirt and showing their pride as well as showing their heritage. Nothing counts more than blood. Get yours today from Resolution Radio. Only $25 plus $5 shipping and handling. It really helps the network improve and you really get a great product to showcase what you truly believe in. Nothing counts more than blood. Only from Resolution Radio at ResolutionRDO.com. Send check, money order, or well-concealed cash to Sonny Thomas at P.O. Box 27, Springboro, Ohio, 45066. That's Sonny Thomas at P.O. Box 27, Springboro, Ohio, 45066. Adding to the disclaimer that opinions of a host and of the guests of any particular show shall not affect the radio network as a whole. We reserve all ability and freedom of speech from all participants involved, including callers, and if you're offended, tough shit. Thank you, Resolution Radio. You're listening to Resolution Radio. ResolutionRDO.com no reasonable level of anti-Semitism. Nordic resistance movement are present. Greetings comrades and welcome back to the Nordic Frontier. It is the final solution to your podcast problem and you have arrived. It is Nordic Thursday once again and uh, we come to you live every Nordic Thursday at almost 8 o'clock. 
and it is a national socialist broadcast and it's hosted by a member two members sorry of the nordic resistance movement and my name is andreas with me i have sniffling mike how you doing mike it's not me sniffling it's someone else this time okay uh, sorry <laughs> i think uh, it's me I, uh, <laughs> I, ju I just i just barely got out of the the um, sick club you're well yeah, again it's good I, well my kid is sick again, so, oh. <laughs> so it's just a matter of time now yeah circle like, of life circle of babies nice so. yes and uh, to the uh, northeast on iceland we have uh, Guthfinner. how are you doing doing quite good in the cold we are having a blizzard right now so the Oof. roads are shut down and the post office is not working and good thing to arrive just before christmas but we have snow it's beautiful so nice so do you actually shut down your roads when it gets really bad uh when it gets so bad that the wind is so heavy that the cars will just be blown off the road yes we shut Jesus. down the road that's crazy well it's yeah. exciting I guess. Or Very do, you, exciting, do you yes. stay home from work on a day like that? Yeah, depends on what your work is. But well, walking through snow. Like today, you know, the kindergarten was not not open and the schools were closed. So. Wow, you got a snow day yeah. on Iceland. Never heard of it. That's yeah, crazy. Really? <laughs> wow. It's uh we have sometimes storms so heavy that they're like hurricane, like speed wind. But the don't you have cold days in Sweden? Like we have, uh, it's like, said if it's above thirty something, is it thirty? Then they the schools are closed. Thirty something. No. No, we don't close our schools. But uh, I, no, but he's talking about like snow. Like the roads are closed because the wind and the snow is too bad. Yeah, we've never had that. That doesn't happen. Right. It happens north in Sweden. I know, like the northern, northern part of Sweden is really bad, but I've never been there. Oh. So, like, if you're going to go somewhere, you have to be escorted by literally a tractor has to drive you there because there's so much snow. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. When I was living uh, in the west part of Iceland when I was a kid, when I was growing up, we had these days that uh, even the stores were running out of milk because, you know, there's no. No supplier was driving to the west because there was so so much wind for a long time. Mm. Nice. So the struggle is real. Can't be crazy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we also have briefly with us uh, Alan back on the show. Welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, back for a few minutes. Um, yes. Do you have an announcement people... to make? Yes. Yes, indeed. I am proud to say that I get to pull a Neo Mike and go on uh, some daddy duty uh, for a while. It's a Festivus miracle! <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> ah, great, and I got a soundbite. Fantastic. Yeah, that's yeah congrats, man. That's fantastic. Congrats. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. I'm telling this, this, this show is like a baby boom. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> We're all fathers now on the show. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. This is a full house, too. Right? Yes. Yeah. It is. Oh yeah! You don't need Full House anymore. This is the yeah. new Full House. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Now, Nordic Full House. But now yeah. you have to. Um, right. 
to grill people when they come on like this like fatherhood status and all that that they do yeah right that's right yeah haven't used your testicles you don't get in <laughs> so you, you haven't slept for a week or yeah yeah it's been well, intense try 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 weeks try Oof. weeks some Yo, sometimes yeah, the, yeah it was pretty the before yeah. part is worse than the after let's yeah. put it that way but um, that's why you had to cancel so many shows because you had a quite an yep. intense last few weeks there yeah yeah so i mean maybe some people guessed but that's that was the deal you know sometimes you just can't because you're in the hospital but people thought you were a traitor that you just quit the show (laughs) (laughs) motherfuckers no not bloody likely Mm -mm. Uh, no no that's nice uh, it's nice well anyways we'll pass the torch uh to our icelandic comrade and i'm sure everyone is enjoying him i i think uh he has a fantastic flow and yeah so yes, I'll be looking forward to uh, listening during the uh, the nightly baby watch and all that kind of stuff. So that's what I'm going to do. Going to go do a feeding, and you know how it is. You have yeah. to do them like really late. I I do the late ones because my wife's a morning person and I'm a night person. So, yeah. All right. But anyways, nice. yeah. So uh, yeah, it's been it's been good though. I'm glad I'm glad I got yeah. the mic and we got to yeah. do a nice solid year of covid stuff together that was nice yeah i want to thank you for your contribution man it's been really good people really appreciated our deep dives even though they were sweaty it was uh, you know a, a lot of stuff to keep in your head i hate those shows. <laughs> but they, they were good they're recorded now for posterity so we don't have to do it again yeah it's fine but then the shows wrote themselves because we just had you know covid and, and uh, everything yeah we, we were we were trying to come up with topics for a while. It was like China and Talpiot program and all sorts of other shit. And then COVID happened. And there you go. So mm. pretty easy shows. That's right. So uh, I don't know. I mean, good luck with all the trannies. And <laughs> yes. You, this, you're stuck always on your be normal trannies. rotation now. <laughs> yeah. And monkeypox didn't take off. So you don't have another easy year ahead of yourself. No. No, we'll have to dig for content. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right man well good stuff guys i'm mm-hmm. gonna i gotta go and uh i'm i'm uh i'm looking forward to listening to to it and then i'll let you know when i can come back on yes have a good one very nice yeah have a good one bye bye thanks bye bye right, guys and also with us on the show we have a very special guest back on the show we have alfred schaefer welcome well, thank you for having me on this show. And uh, for your listeners, I just want to say I've been out of prison now for uh, just over four, uh, five months. I spent four years in prison uh, f- uh, for, uh, you know, disobeying the, the thought laws, basically. But yes. these four years have been a tremendous education. And it's I just call it the cost of doing business. It's all part of the job. Uh, this is not a game that we're in. This is uh, serious what's happening right now. And I see us uh, absolutely making good progress and we are on the winning team. So I'm glad to have to be on your show. Thank you. Indeed, yes. And thank you for coming back. So I, I just have some quick uh, office stuff here to deal with before we get into the talk. Uh, yeah, we had Alan's announcement that's been done. I wanted to say that this is the last uh, show, the last Nordic Frontier of the year. So 
we'll be back uh, a few weeks after Christmas. So somewhere in January, we don't know exactly when. And we might have to change the day that we go live. It's very sad that we're not going to be Nordic Tears Day. It might be Nordic Wotan's Day. It might be Nordic Thor's Day. We might uh, what, have to look at that. Kind of, what kind of corruption is this? Well, children have uh, evening activities. That's the corruption <laughs> that I have All to right. deal with. I guess, I guess that's allowed. Yes. As they grow up, <laughs> they stay up longer and they have interests <laughs> that you have to care for. It's very sad. But that's the. We can always use an apprentice. Yes. I think one day we might actually have some content there. We'll see. They're hilarious. Uh, so, yeah, that's a heads up. Uh, but next Tuesday there will be a special pre recorded episode that I know people will enjoy. So, look out for that next Tuesday. Uh, also, I heard earlier that BitChute was losing their bank accounts and I couldn't be happier. I was so happy, yes. I almost laughed off my fucking chair. <laughs> fucking pieces <laughs> of shit. Oh my god. That's old news, I saw it like three years ago. What? Three years ago? The three weeks ago. I three saw weeks the... ago, okay, yeah. Yeah, it yeah might the be a bit plea old. for them to ask for money. Yeah. But yeah. The thing is, they've been asking for money since they... Like since they were created, they have, they have taken so much money from people. I mean, we're talking about hundreds of thousands of pounds that they have taken from people. And what do you get? You get a fucking shit tier, a shit tier platform that hasn't improved in six years since its inception. Nothing has changed. It's just got shittier and shittier. And not only that, they banned all the things that were worth fucking hosting on that platform everything was banned that was sensitive for people and they like they um, censored it regionally in every every country that you know so not only did they take everyone's that's money that's what you get they, yeah not only did they take everyone's money they didn't stand up for free speech or anything that they no. promised compared to what odyssey is doing and i don't know what kind of money odyssey is into it's very flashy it came out of nowhere and all that kind of stuff but as far as I know, we're still on here, all right? So as yes. long as we're on here, I'm good. I'm willing to participate. But Odyssey, uh, sorry, BitChute, if people haven't followed along, they deleted all of our channels, all of our content without a fucking word, without an email, nothing. It's just deleted and then called us a terrorist organization, even though we are not. We're completely legal, national socialist organization. We're a registered political party in Sweden. There's nothing wrong with that. And our videos were not violent. They were just activist videos and people have seen them. All kinds of uh, activism and marching and uh, other stuff. So that was all pretended bullshit. And the Jews put the pressure on them and they caved. That's all. So now when they're losing their bank accounts and once again, they're asking for more money. You should not give them their money. They must you be Jews. <laughs> they must be, yes must be something fishy there but, but, but i mean it the, the funny thing is here that they they did all this to to kind of save a face or whatever you could call it but they still get the same end result yes exactly that's the other so just go just goes to show there's no point just yeah but it's also this thing like this happened to us in sweden as well we we haven't had bank accounts since 2018 and even before that 
years before that, we started losing other bank accounts that we had previously. Mm -hmm. So this is 2018. We haven't been able to even apply for a new bank account in either of our branches in, in the Scandinavian. And that's illegal, right? Because we are a registered <laughs> political party. Yes, it, it is completely illegal. But they're, the thing is, bank. They're, they're private banks, man. They do whatever they want. It's a private company. <laughs> you, they have, you have no rights. Yeah. So they decide who gets to be a customer of their bank and all that kind of stuff. But we have had other actors after that, years after that, losing their bank accounts. So when we were losing our bank accounts, we made a big deal about it. We had a campaign. We raised money to fight the banks in court. No lawyer wanted to take the case seriously. And uh, now other players like alternative media have lost their bank accounts. And then we're supposed to be upset about that. Like... I get so annoyed about this. Now, bitch, mm -hmm. we're supposed to be upset about bitch now. Like, what's it called? Crying? It's not crying wolf. It's something else. First, they came for the gays, and I wasn't gay. Something like that. Yeah. So I didn't speak out. Something like that. And I'm getting tired of it. And fuck bitch shoot. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we have some donations coming in anyway. Very nice to see. We have SS Revival and we have Kroka. And we say. May the blessing of tear be upon you. Indeed. We also had a question in the chat. What's up with the gaming channel? I don't know. What gaming channel are you talking about? Uh, we had some messages here from our donors actually. Kroka says, Good jul. Why does the Icelandic accent sound like a mix between Finnish and Spanish? Can because you answer that? Because it's based. You Hispanic. No, I think I because I lived in Finland. My fiance is Finnish. I hear Finnish every day. I rubbed off. So I might. It has been rubbing off. Yeah, rubbed off. Yes. Also, we have this like the Finns have. Yes, that's good. So gonna keep the rolling R's. Yeah. Spanish. Actually, a little bit offended. Give you a slap one day. What's wrong with the Spanish? They have siestas and shit. I guess they're lazy, yeah. lazy meds. Yeah. Hey, but they did yeah, recon. I, they did reconquista. So that's pretty best. I, we actually spoke to a Spanish guy the other day from Spanish National Socialist Organization, named Landsman. Maybe oh yes, show. that's true. That's true. Yeah. Yes. It, maybe it rubbed off from that show. Maybe also, yeah. Maybe I'm just very quick on catching up accents. Well, I don't know. That's why I have a cold also. <laughs> Like yes. standing there in a snow ditch making paella in a, tomorrow, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we had uh, Mr. AG once again coming on with 1488. He says, this is an automated message. Telegram Nibas limit me, limited me for a year. So here is your weekly annual shekels. Merry Christmas. Message over. We were banned from Telegram. <laughs> what, what are you saying? <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> That's kind of that's that's, like, that's that's a that's an achievement in yeah. itself. AG is like the spurious <laughs> Telegram user on the planet. So it might be that I don't know. Uh, yeah, we had some uh, some constructive criticism for the show as well. Uh huh. <laughs> you like uh huh. Yeah, <laughs> they they thought it was a a really good show, but it was. Uh, like really low budget and shit. So we we have to up the up the polish on the show. 
So okay, so donate money. Yes, that's the first. Yes, donate more money, and we'll put some paint on it. It's going to look good over Christmas. No, but I, I might actually sit down over Christmas and think about a new reformat. Actually, and, and the, the real criticism is, and many people have said this, is that they would like to have uh, uh, video feeds from the guests. And the thing is, I like watching myself while I talk, so that's why you only see me. No, that's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I can't technically make it work from the this the service that we're using, the the speaker thing that we're using, the conversation attraction, because we don't use Skype. Skype is very convenient, but it's not our platform, so to speak. And I've tried it before. If you watched the Coach Finstock episode, I tried having him on a video feed and it kept uh, lagging out and it didn't look very good. So I might look that over, over Christmas, and uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, thing is, I don't uh, get offended about this stuff. Uh, like if uh, if the if the thing is too polished, I get anxiety. So it needs to be low budget and shitty so that I feel comfortable. And I can, uh, like, uh, accidentally play clips over people talking all the time. <laughs> so you get that special Nordic Frontier feel. And uh, the last thing was that the reason why we're late is because my wife was busy making me a t-shirt that uh, I was going to have on the show. And then there's my Christmas t-shirt. So... This year, instead of gifts, I'm going to give everyone my opinion. And that's, <laughs> <laughs> and that's a picture of the Grinch there, because people on the show don't know that, but uh, I'm a really grumpy person. I'm like the most no, bitter, I'm fucking so negative surprised. person <laughs> on the planet. <laughs> I whine all day long, and it drives my wife insane. But on the show, I put on this persona, and I'm really positive, and always giggling for you, so you'll never know. That's the secret. Alright, let's uh, get on with the show, shall we? Hello, this is Mark Collett from Patriotic Alternative. And you are listening to the Nordic Frontier. The solution to your podcast problem. The solution to your podcast problem. When a beer commercial, everyone's happy and they're jumping around in there or whatever. The thing is, is they not only have appealing activities, they have appealing people out there too. You know, you see beer commercials and it's done with natural water and it's cold brewed or heat pasteurized and all that kind of stuff. They make it sound more like a health food almost, but they never show the hangovers or alcoholism or anything like that. And then in reality, you're happy and then you're vomiting in the bathroom and then you're waking up sick the next morning with a really bad headache. Any person that says that, that beer is married for recreational use is stupid because it's a form of alcohol. They just want your money. It's the people that sell the product that are getting the most out of it, not the people that use it. That's exactly what they're doing. They're all sell our beer and it doesn't matter what it takes, just sell it. No, they're not honest messages. They don't show the flip side of it, the results of alcohol. A public service message from The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints.
You're listening to Resolution Radio. 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 ResolutionRDO.com Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win they lose nothing less big q little q the calm before the storm by a friend of megagoria the strategy of heaven revealed big q little q the calm before the storm available on amazon.com or by calling caritas in the u.s at 205-672-2000 205-672-2000. Katie Armor raised the standard. Finally, AR-500 steel core body armor that comfortably conforms to the chest and torso. Unique design distributes weight, feeling lighter, increases mobility, and lessens fatigue. Introducing the Combat Quad Bend CQB, a revolutionary plate-forming process that caters to the end user. The CQB is an industry game-changer, a must-have for the ladies. Available now, only at katiearmor.com, C-A-T-I-Armor.com. Come and take it. All right, finally into the show. Alfred is a very patient man. He's been waiting for this uh, interview now for half an hour. But I wanted to start off by saying that you were on here four years ago in 2018. We had you on talking about Monica, your sister, going to prison at the time. And she had recorded a video uh, saying sorry to her mother for not for being angry at her German ancestry. She made a very famous video there that became controversial and she spent some time in German prison after that. It's pretty crazy. And then uh, we spoke to you a few months later and uh, yeah, we spoke to you a few months later, I think after that happened. And then uh, you went to prison for something. So can you tell yes, us uh, right. when and why did you go to prison? Yeah, uh, Monica, uh, when she came and visited me in the summer of uh, 2016, and she told me about her guilty feelings, how she had uh, reproached our dear mother for, uh, because we were being indoctrinated, living in Canada, we were slowly being indoctrinated with all the lies of what the, about what the, you know, the world wars, so to speak. And uh, then my sister, being a very sensitive person, uh, started accusing uh, my mom, you know, and says, why, why didn't you, you must have seen something. Why didn't you stop that evilness and all that? And of course, the response that my mother gave was, uh, like anybody, if you accuse them of something that they did not do, you say, I don't know what you're talking about. We didn't see any of that. We didn't know. And my sister because she was hearing this from all sides all the time ever at an ever increasing intensity in the schools and everywhere 
uh, <clears throat> she just didn't buy that from, you know, why my mom is one person and the schools and everybody else, that's everybody. So how could my mom be right when everybody is starting to tell, say the same story? It's, uh, and then my mom died at a fairly young age. She died at, at age 64. And, uh, <clears throat> and when my sister told me about that, I had already done a few videos and I just told her, you know, what, why don't you, we do a video about that. And that's what we did. We just did that short little video. Uh, it was a six minute video, you know, sorry, mom, I was wrong about the Holocaust. We did that in both languages in, in German and in English. And that video really seemed to have hit a nerve, struck a nerve because the um, it just drove the enemies, our enemy crazy. And um, they attacked her viciously. And, and before she even went back to Canada, she was really attacked viciously. And when she came to visit me later on, <clears throat> and to make a small story short now, uh, but, but she, she went through that very uh, trying period of, of um, ritual defama defamation where they were, everybody was attacking her, making her life, trying to make her life miserable. But she has a very strong uh, character and managed to brave and fight her way through that very, 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 uh, <laughs> very well. And it just made her stronger and stronger. And then she visited me uh, for the Christmas of 2017, not suspecting anything. I mean, she just came to visit me. And coincidentally, we had a, um, <clears throat> there was a trial of, um, uh, Silvia Stolz was on trial here in Munich near, near where I live mm. for something she had said at the anti-Zensur co uh, coalition in Switzerland years earlier. And uh, one of our buddies here, one of our comrades said, hey, you want to, you know, watch this? court appearance we says sure so we went there and somebody had recognized my sister monica when we were there as 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 the audience as just witnesses in this inquisition process and that was it they they they, they called for an uh um uh, an intermission kind of thing we could you know uh, go into the into the into the hallway outside of the the room where the court was taking place and somebody, uh, this this uh, state prosecutor came, went to Monica and says, "Are you Monica Schaefer?" "Oh yes, I'm Monica." Uh, and then click, click, the hand, the handcuffs went on, and that was it. She was arrested. Yeah. So that that was that. Yeah, that was when she was arrested. Then and then instead of bowing down and 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 remaining silent about it, we raised just a shitstorm about this whole thing, and and publicized that on every platform we could and screamed it out into the world what was happening. And then, uh, and then they slowly. Uh, then I was set for a trial with, together with Ozla Havabek, Get Itna, and Henry Hafenmeyer. And it says, "Well, you guys are crazy. Why would they put us four on trial together? That's like a real dream team." But then they uh, they changed that after a while when Monica was because Monica was in prison, and then they put Monica and me together mm -hmm. as the accused in this trial in the show trial in this political trial and i says these people are nuts how could why would they want to do that i mean there's no way in the long term that they're going to win so this was a real dream come true for us as hard as that might sound but when you engage a system like the one that we are now facing you you mustn't be afraid to when you engage them to, to deal with them. And that means going to prison, doing whatever it takes. Like don't do anything stupid that'll get you killed. You know, the Antifa likes to kill people and so forth, but you have to engage the system and just, and that's it. And, and, and Monica uh, grew stronger 
in the 10 months that she was in prison, the time we spent together in the courtroom all the times and, and being transported from the prison to the courtroom back and forth and back and forth. And, and, and I mean, that was a real uh, a, a journey through, you know, it was, it, was a, it was a thing that we'll never forget. And then she got released and I, I started and I was, you know, locked up. And I spent a total of four years in prison. And even that, as hard as some of those, some of that time was, it was, it was like if you're going to a, the planet of the orcs or something, yeah. uh, uh, space travel. I mean, there's going to be some hard times. There's going to be some lonely times. But if you come out alive at the other, at the other end of it, on the other side, then you will never look back and regret it. And that's what we all, that's the, that's the situation that we are all living in right now is we have to face down this monstrosity that is out to kill us all. And if we fail to stand up and do what it takes to take to, to, to win this battle, then we will die. I mean, how many people, if, if just one little example, this COVID corona nonsense, when they came to my, prison cell in my cell and asked me, Mr. Schaefer, uh, do you want to make an appointment with the, with the doctor for the, for the vaccination? I mm. told him very calmly, I said, you know, the doctor that comes too close to me with his needle, he will have no more teeth because I have a fist and I will punch his teeth out. And this is Mr. Schaefer, Mr. <laughs> Schaefer, why are you so violent? I says, no, it is purely self-defense. That's all self-defense. That's all. And yeah. they left me alone. I, I didn't have any trouble. And, and when people actually roll up their sleeve because they believe these nonsensical lies after having believed all the other lies about their hollow hoax, the 9-11 and, and the 6 million other lies, uh, it's no surprise that they believe the lies of, oh, there's a, there's Corona, you know, Corona snakes and, and COVID monsters who are going to kill you. Yeah, I mean, we have got to, yeah. What kind of, okay, what kind of information did you get regarding COVID shit? When you were in the inside, like, did you have people visiting you, telling you stuff, or no? When uh, this Corona COVID nonsense started, uh, that was the end of any visits I was getting from my yeah, wife or, or anybody else because they were just made it made it a uh, uh, they would it was a. Uh, I, I, I could not watch the nonsense that they put the visitors through with their mask and their not, and and that was just a, it was unbearable. Mm. And, and plus, I was, I was getting good mail, information, mail out of the United States, from Sweden, from, from the UK, from all around the world. I was getting good mail informing me about what's going on outside since I, I have no communication in prison. I have no internet, no, no nothing. Mm. Uh, but th these letters, at first, they were, they were, they had, you know, high, high censorship and they weren't letting a lot of that stuff through. But I think they got instructed from someone higher up. This is no, no, let that stuff go through. Because there are more and more people in the system, in the regime, that want us to win and are banking on us to win, because, but they themselves can't do anything because of the position they are in and they feel threatened. So they were, are helping us in, in little, you know, in ways that we might not understand and so forth because they don't want to die in the end and they are beginning to understand what we are dealing with here. And as we all uh, find our way back down to uh, our own um, common sense, it, it combined with understanding the truth, we become a force that nobody can beat. And no, I mean, that is why these the Jews have on their agenda to take down and dilute and basically exterminate the white race because they have never been able to really defeat us. Uh, they've been able to parasitize 
uh, at our ex- on us at our expense. But in the end, we have always tossed them out, and this will happen again now. And so, they they the, the whole thing. If you were an alien, you came down to planet Earth and could see what's going on and actually understood what was going on, you would see this as being a disease. The, the combination of uh, the role that money plays in our, organ, in our civilized organization, or less civilized as we have it now, in our organizing and, and dealing with each other, and the deception and the lies and, and, and the nonsense, this is a disease. If you had any living being or any part of any living being, let's just say the cells in your body, if they were as confused and misguided in their own interaction with each other as we are in our civilization now, th- then your that that organism is doomed to die. It is dying. And that's where this condition we find ourselves in right now. We are in a lethal, deadly state. And if we don't come out, we will die. But since the basic and most strongest uh, emotion or, or energy in any living being on the, that we know is always the will to survive at the end of the day, that is now coming to the fore. And once we understand what's going on, then I would not want to be our enemy because they will just be wiped away. That's yeah, that's it. right. So something I always ask people that uh, are have gone to prison for basically speaking for words uh, is that how do other inmates uh, react to when you tell them why you're there? Like what kind of prison were you in and what kind of inmates were you mixed with? I started out in Stadelheim, which is in Munich. And that was until I was finally sentenced in, um, it was the end of 2019 when I was then got my final like four year sentence. And then I was moved to Landsberg, which is the same place that Uncle Adolf also yeah, spent right. his time. Did you write some good and books? Wrote, and he wrote, he wrote a good book, <laughs> <laughs> Mein Kampf, yeah. And when I was, and I was of the smallest minority in there, I was a German. Uh, the Germans are the smallest minority in the prison. The rest are are Arabs or yeah. Afghans, uh, Eastern Europeans. Uh, I think Monica said are, that too when she was in. Yeah, a lot of. And and I had um, as I, I always told people straight out what I was there for, and as time went on and this the world situation, the politics got more insane. The respect that I. That, that I encountered, like the people would respect me for it. And this grew tremendously, especially towards the end. And at, after having served my four years in that prison, I also came to the conclusion that it was not unfortunate, but it was my great luck to have spent the total four years in that prison because of the magnitude of the change that occurred in the people's uh, as in the wardens as well as the prisoners uh, amongst everybody. If I had come out any earlier, I would have come out while they still had the COVID, corona, pandemic, nonsensical lockdown. And three weeks before I was released, they lifted the mask mandates in that prison mm-hmm. and, op- and it came out of isolation. I was for 558 days, that's a, a year and a half, I was actually in isolation, total isolation mm-hmm. mode. Because of this, because of the mask nonsense, I, I wasn't I wasn't cooperating with them, you know. <laughs> How does that work for like? I know there are some, well, not that these people care about whatever things they sign themselves, but I'm pretty sure there are some 
conventional treatment of prisoners that say limits how long you're even allowed to be in in isolation and i think germany is probably one of the signatories there what what are the arguments they use then to just keep you there uh, they don't uh they don't uh they don't uh go by whatever you know yeah. uh rules they may have there we yeah. are living now in a in a con- state or in a mm-hmm. condition of contradictory laws yeah. these laws are these rules that they have are all contradicting each other themselves and i always call all of these laws on paper i call them blots of toner on paper and mm. at the end of the day these have no uh they are meaningless for us we are going to resolve this with our common sense and 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 facts you know the real world that's the thing i i find interesting because like i've seen this change uh happened and now when now when you kind of say it i would say that it it does coincide a lot with with the corona thing uh but before corona you would still like when authorities or whatever when they kind of went against their own rules or whatever international agreements they, they would always try to kind of explain it away somehow that they would give you an argument as to why they were doing it but i i've noticed that uh, these days they just don't even care they don't even bother anymore <laughs> they just do it so in a way it, it it is more positive because it's more in your face now for your average person who who never really comes into contact with this kind of nonsense Yes, absolutely. Yeah. You know, they, they at, in the old days they could um, the mixture of 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 lies and truth was a different uh, ratio than it is now. Now we have the laws that we have now seem to all be geared against us. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they are no longer. There's no not even the modicum of justice anymore. It is yeah. a complete insanity. And I always when I like i i'm i've then I, after I, i was released i got all my uh my parole orders that i'm supposed to uh, adhere to and even that at first i thought well that's a, this is this is that's like a punishment no it's it's quite the opposite i i look at my parole officer and all these uh, uh authority people of authority that i'm supposed to see once a month sort of thing sort of thing i look at the, those people as my uh these are my contact persons in the regime who who are all capable of learning what's going on and i am educating them i in fact i just had an appointment today i was in munich with my wife and we had uh, had to visit the parole my parole officer it's a man and a woman and it's a funny thing is these people uh or no the, the not the, the parole officer that that's uh, that's the one he's not so good he's a communist but but the the to, uh, the, the thing where I, it's a department that helped help me get out of the right you know the right extreme right and when they gave me these orders uh, a week before i was released uh, i was on a got a got a televised th- through a short circuit tv um a closed circuit tv uh uh, uh court case kind of thing they dragged me into this room in the prison and they says here's your, you're going to get your parole orders here and this woman judge started telling me uh, all the things i'm supposed to do when i when i'm released i'm not allowed to talk to anybody on the right my answer to that was i never talk to anybody on the right because if they're on on the right i turn 90 degrees and then they're in front of me like you are right now i, I don't you know I, i don't i don't react to their nonsensical terms uh, and 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 uh and they say so so I say, if you know, they cannot forbid me to talk to anybody. Uh, I can say what I want. I'm not going to say any, anything, any false things about anybody or, or or defame anybody. But 
I can talk about facts. I mean, nobody can hmm. forbid anybody to talk about the truth. Now, if the truth is illegal and you call the truth hate speech, that's not my problem. That's your problem. So, so this is how I talk to them. I do not ever excuse or apologize or anything. I only, whenever any of these words that are all weaponized control words come to me, they're, they're the words that are supposed to, uh, it's like you train your dog, you know, you, mm -hmm. you, 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 you click your tongue or something or you whistle and the dog does this or does that. These words are dog training words. We are not their dogs. We are going to, we are going to do what we've always done. And that is to live our lives as Europeans always have without having someone trying to teach us like a dog to jump through some hoop you know yeah. so um so, so now uh these people that i have to meet every month sort of thing and go to and tell them i haven't taken off you know, haven't done any terrorist activity whatever you want to you know and and, and i'm actually educating these people are, are i'm pulling them all over to our side you know I, I adjust my words and my language and everything so i don't uh you know freak them out kind of thing but it's not that hard. Once you understand a critical amount of what's happened to us, what's going on, and what the reality is, and you understand the the the, the magnitude of the psychological warfare that has been that we have become victims of, then we can immunize ourselves against that and 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 fight back. And 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 it's not hard. And that's what we all have to do. Every single person who looks in the mirror and sees a white face has got to do it now. Like like. Pretending to be too stupid to understand is no longer an option. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, that's true. And uh, I've had other comrades that have gone to these. Uh, I, I don't know if it, it's not parole officers in Sweden. It's like correctional, uh, criminal rehabilitation kind of after their sentence. They come out and then they go to these uh, people to keep them away from i guess that's what you explained like they're trying exactly to yeah get just you out of the, the, the bad yeah, it's, habits it's, of extreme rightism exactly like like this is the same thing a different name and, and what they've got, these people just have to do is just learn how to uh, get those people to come onto our side you know yeah, <laughs> like, they're forced to listen to what you're saying like that's their job to just sit there so you can just you know do your thing like you have to go there and see them so you might as well give them the the message, I guess. Absolutely. Like I'll tell you today, I, I was doing all the talking. Like they, they hardly got an, a word in edgewise. I let them talk so I can see what they're, you know, how they're responding to it. And it's amazing. Talking to them is not as bad as talking to a lot of our own people who are zombies. You know, like the zombies uh, the, uh, amongst our people, they're the worst. They yeah. really are. And <laughs> and I tell them, you know, there's and also learning the more one understands about what really happened in what we call World War Two, one World War One and World War Two, what happened in Poland and so forth. There's so many things that happened there that really give us ammunition to help those people understand what is going to happen to them when this thing goes over and it is going over make no mistake about it, it just uh, like when i was in prison there's a lot of people from poland in the prison and i'd always ask the, the poles i'd ask them do you understand what happened at katine you know the katine forest there yeah. like, like that was the massacre of uh, some people say it's up to 22,000 of the polish officers yeah. you know the, the the cream of the cream kind of thing of the of the polish men and 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 now there's another dimension that one has to comp understand about what happened there. And you have to also understand what Yuri Betsmenov, you, I'm sure you all know Yuri Betsmenov. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. yeah okay. And you know how he, the Yuri Betsmenov had said in that interview he gave in 1985, he had said that, you know, those people who think 
that they are going to get some position of power by serving that uh, regime when they realize uh, like they won't, they will be, they know too much. And as this thing moves on, they, and they think they can gain a position of power, they won't get that power. They will be put up against the wall and shot, mm -hmm. yeah. okay? Or, or they recognize what's happening and they will become the fiercest opponents of that regime because that is the price they have to pay basically and the rage they feel within for having been so deceived and misled. So the regime can't win. Now these Polish officers that got shot in the forest of Katun, uh, you know, the Poles would might, might want to say, oh, that was a cruel thing. And it, was, it wasn't the Germans. They know that. They blamed the Germans until the Iron Curtain fell in 1989. And then, of course, there was they couldn't uh, put, uh, push that lie anymore. So then they says, oh, it was the Russians. No, it wasn't the Russians either. It was the Bolsheviks. And these were the Jews. Now, why would they shoot all those Polish officers? Well, I'll give you one reason that, uh, that I only really, it, it, it sort of sunk into me just recently because these Polish officers, so many of them had been involved in the absolute horrendous uh, barbaric treatment of the German civilians before uh, the, the world, before Hitler had to go in and, and stop that, the mm -hmm. genocide of the German people there. And these Polish officers probably thought they knew too much. They had to be eliminated, they had to be killed because they uh, they were dangerous to the Bolsheviks because they would have turned against the Jews, against the Bolsheviks and sided with the Germans. And, or, you know, like they were involved in, in, in killing the Germans and so forth because they thought that's advantageous for them yeah. because the Jews had, had incited the Poles to kill the Germans much as the blacks in South Africa are now being incited to kill the whites, much as the invaders coming into our countries are taught and learning uh, whites are worthless and, you know, just kill them. I mean, how many rapes are happening in Sweden? Innocent mm -hmm. children being murdered and raped and what is happening? Nothing happens. No. If you speak up, you're a racist. You're this, you're that. Uh, the, the, the invader's not going to be punished. It's a cultural thing. You have to do more to integrate them. Yeah. You know, I, I heard yeah. you, I heard you talking about an example of uh, someone in Germany had uh, their son was murdered by an immigrant. Yes. Can you tell oh, me yeah. about that example and then yeah, compare it this, to your sentence? Yes, yes, I'll tell you. These, these things, these things are, these are changing the mood of the people as they are learning what's happening. I'll give you this as 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 short as briefly as possible. I hope I'm not making too many mistakes. The details now. It's this guy in uh, near, near Stuttgart, somewhere in Baden-Württemberg, in the southwest uh, of Germany. He. Um, his son was murdered by a Syrian, one of the Syrian invaders, one of the Syrian refugees, you know, um, and the, the Syrian refugee uh, invader got uh, two years on probation, which means he doesn't even really go to jail. He just has to uh, pretend he's going to be good for two years and report to the uh, parole officer uh, every month or something like that. So the father of this uh, murdered boy went and he um he appealed uh, the, the 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 sentence and he says no no we, we the higher court this has to be a he wants to see justice and then this man some people from the um Fassungsschutz, which means this uh you know the 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 um the what do you call it constitutional police or whatever they mm -hmm. they came 
to him, visited him where he works and warned him that he is becoming a threat to our peace, you know, our mm -hmm. wonderful threat to peace. Our democracy, should, you know? A threat to our democracy and he should desist. He should just stop it. This is it, because the, the court, the higher court just says, no, the, the, the sentence is okay. He's, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so this man, his, his son was murdered and he wanted to see some justice served. He is being, he, he is now being criminalized for wanting to see justice served kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And, and, and this was another guy, a friend of this guy uh, did, made a video and he, and he was like enraged. He's trying to stay calm. He's telling us, telling that in the video because the man who lost his son, he, he wouldn't be in any condition to make a video anymore. He's just going to be just fuming mad. Now, how far can some, this is, they are shitting in our face and wanting us to say, mm, that tastes good. Oh, I love this <laughs> shit. I mean, this is so vile, so evil. Yeah. And the, the, the one, one we have to remember, and every human being must know this, that I do not know a single person in all my life who likes to be made an ass of and mocked for it. That is, goes against our nature. And that, and, and if a, a person who calls himself a man or a woman, a European man or a woman who allows themselves to be shit in the face and then mocked about it, they're, they're not so even human. Anymore. You have they're one worms. guy that has his son murdered by a refugee beard baby invader and he complains about it. He gets the secret police basically telling him to shut the fuck up about it. And yep. uh, the guy gets uh, sentenced to two years probation. And then you get four years in prison for denying the six million lampshades. You know, actually, they, they didn't, they, they knew the six million, uh, the, 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 the six million bars of soap that some Nazi made out of some Jew. Uh, they knew that that lie is gone. So what they did then is they, 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 they and I knew this was, was going to happen. When my sister Monica came into the, see, when Monica was arrested, she was arrested before I was, right? And I was yeah. outside, you know, fighting. And then we had this court, this trial together. Well, the first time I saw her in six months was when I was in court before she came in and, and then she came in in, hand, in handcuffs and they brought her in. And, and there's a whole row of, of photo photographers there, the paparazzi, and my right arm just went up automatically. Oh, I didn't yeah. say any, a word. I, my right arm just went up like automatically. And then uh, I turned around and my, Monica's handcuffs came off. I gave her a big hug and I says, oh, Monica, that's, that's great, Monica. Nice to see you. And then I turned back to, uh, turned around to the paparazzi again and my arm went right back up to the 180 mark. And I says, yeah, I have a dog that can really jump this high. And, <laughs> of course. And then, and then, <laughs> and then you're not making then, it easy for yourself <laughs> and because I'll, t I'll tell you i'll tell you why i did that because uh, once you understand how we are being controlled by by psychological warfare and how does psychological warfare run well they indoctrinate us over over many many years mm. actually all our lives with certain programs and one of these programs they indoctrinate us is the holocaust lie just like the the moon landing is also one of these one of these programs that, that, but the moon landing was supposed to make us happy and proud but the holocaust is supposed to get us on our knees uh, just uh, going to be crude for one moment and while we're on our knees we can suck some jew cock i mean that's that's you know <laughs> sorry sorry to offend anybody's sensitive ears well, but that's children are in bed it's all right <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but i know these are only words but they're only these these might be uh vile grotesque words but it's that they're only words it yeah. is what the actual deeds it, what is happening yeah, that's it, the problem it is not the words a, the psychological warfare like on on display here is like we're not allowed to 
uh, say Sieg Heil. I'm just quoting here. We're not allowed yeah, to say yeah. that. Or Heil Hitler. We're not allowed to say that. We're not allowed to raise our arm in a certain angle. While we're yeah. doing that, especially, that's illegal. And uh, we're not I allowed. I am allowed. Yeah, you're allowed. Yeah. In the Iceland's land of the yeah. free. <laughs> okay, and, yeah, well, and, and, and exactly what happens here. See, when you, um, if you know how uh, computers work, you know, like a, a computer is nothing but, but hardware, basically, but then it has an operating system. And then you have uh, parts of the operating system that are, that, are, that are assigned to do certain tasks, certain, yeah. you know, jobs kind of thing. Well, what these uh, symbols that they forbid us to use what they do is they are supposed to trigger these programs and the emotions that these uh, programs elicit. Now, when they you raise your right arm, then you are that, that is supposed to trigger the program in amongst the zombies. Oh, he's a Nazi. That's bad, and he wants to gas six million Jews or something like that. See, so so this is like the protective kind of a an artificial protective shield behind which the Jews can hide and steal and plunder and mass murder with impunity while we crawl on our knees not understanding what's going on. It's a little bit like you like you train your dog. Now you now for your dog you are like God because you you teach him what he's allowed to supposed to uh, do, you know, he, you fill his food dish and you, you know, scratch him behind the ears when he's good, you know, and he likes that kind of thing. Uh, and, and he will never question anything you do. Now you can train your dog at the click of the tongue to rip the head off of a small blonde child, for example, and your dog will do that because you've conditioned and trained him to do that. And, and then he'll do it without even batting an eye. And once you have your dog conditioned to do that, you click your tongue, he'll rip the head off of some blonde little girl or something. Um, he can even do it better than you could do that because you, if you have any empathy within any humanity left in your body, in your soul, you will stop when the screaming and the crying gets too much, you'll stop. But your dog has been trained to do that and doesn't mm. have these emotions because he wants, he's only thinking of the doggy biscuit he's going to get. Now they have got us conditioned down to that level. When we obey blind when we blindly obey these pathetic control mechanisms so that's the reason why i did not say zeke heil or anything or heil hitler i just raised my arm just as a gesture because i knew that would freak them out they'd really mm -hmm. go ballistic on that one and i knew it would cost me a jail term but so what i'm arrested anyway i'm i'm not arrested for this or for arrested for that and at the end of the day, now after four years, now I have a question for you. Who is the winner and who is the loser when, I, when you look at my, what I just went through? And I have a cousin, for example, and she died after the second COVID rat poison injection. Oh, now she's dead. Sorry. I'm, I, I came out of my prison cell. And I always said when I came out of prison this time, you know, six months ago, I told them, I says, there are now at least six million people who would do anything if they only could to trade their coffin for my prison cell because I'm out of my prison cell talking to you on this talk show now. They will never leave their coffin and why are they in their coffin because they were they were so weak that when the jew came and says roll up your sleeve i have some special injections for you they rolled up their sleeve and now they are dead yeah there's, there's a lot uh, of people yeah go on mike i was just gonna maybe you, you're gonna get into this later on this but i was kind of interested also on that on your like because i remember when your sister was on the last time she she told us that uh uh, if I remember correctly, you you worked in the laundry there, and then they you kind of got too friendly, and they 
didn't want you to do that job again and stuff. Was there some, was this, do I remember correctly? Yes. Correct. <laughs> yeah. So, so was there's a lot of this that they kind of try to isolate you from other inmates, uh, even before the COVID so that you wouldn't tell them uncomfortable truths. You know, yes, yes and no. There, there's, there are, there are sort of two sides to this. On the one side, um, there, uh, yeah, they, they, they threw me out of the laundry because I was getting too, um, uh, you know, too it, it's, I, 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 yeah, too it's, it's, it's funny. No, they, they, but it wasn't really punishment because then they got, they moved me into this other uh, wing of the prison, which was where people were uh, that they that were going to be released fairly soon could sort of do a, uh, a, a commerce course, you know, like yeah. this, they get this education kind of thing. And there were some special prisoners there. And in that wing there, I had some very special other prisoners there who were, who were also like sort of almost like my, not quite in the same boat as me, but similar. Uh, one of them was actually a very uh, a brilliant doctor who was in there he was a real political prisoner actually but they they were going after his his uh, fortune kind of thing and he told me stories and he also did not believe that it was a coincidence that we were in the same wing together so it, it, it's, it's sort of a mixed messages some messages are real punishment and sometimes things happen where i i got the feeling this was intentional for um optimizing the value of my time in the prison whether it was uh the other prisoners that i could meet or whether it was, you know, things like that. For example, one prisoner that was, when I was working at the laundry still, uh, some other prisoners told me, hey, you know, there's a there's a CEO from Audi Motor Company in this prison, Stadelheim. And I thought, oh, well, that's great. That's, I'm not going to see him. I mean, there's, I think about 2,000 people or something in Stadelheim. And then sometime later, I found out that the cell exactly opposite mine was this guy, you know, but he wasn't working in the, in the same part of the laundry that I was. He was working in another part where they were, you know, they put all the, like in, in sort of a warehouse kind of thing there. And, um, and so finally I got to, to, to talk to this guy. He was hard to catch. He was always, you know, he'd sort of flash by and he'd be gone. And finally I got, uh, I, I could caught this guy and says, Hey, let's, let's have a chat. You know, I, I want to talk with you. And so we were having, when, when it was possible, there's like sometimes, you know, there, there are certain times you know, the cells are locked and the cells are open. You have to go to work mm. and do this and that. But there were always times when we could, where he could come into my cell and we'd have a one-on-one -on -one 60 minute education session kind of thing. So we were, I was getting into these education sessions with him. I was, I was informing him about all kinds of stuff. And he was there at the same at the time when they had this uh, <clears throat> find this uh, diesel scandal kind of thing at Audi, and you have to understand these 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 so-called scandals where they would uh, extort money out of like the German auto companies. Mm -hmm. These were rigged. These were rigged operations just to extract billions of dollars basically out of these corporations, and they'll do that with any with all European corporations to break them apart. To, to, to you know, they're steal still money from uh, them. they're still European, right? Those old companies like uh, Mercedes, Porsche? I, I, I'm not, I, I cannot comment on that because I really don't know, but, <clears throat> but you I see... Think, I think Mercedes is manufactured in China now. Yeah, like it's yeah, all... Yeah, but being, the owner, I'm thinking, like... 
well, the, China, the Chinese, this is, the Chinese have, but well, see, this is the whole thing that the Chinese have been going along with this game now f- while they've been getting the, the, our Western industry, but the Chinese have not forgotten the opium wars in the 1850s or whatever that was. They have not forgotten that. So the Chinese are looking at, looking at the Jews and saying, well, you know, we'll be nice to them as long as they are useful for us. But in the end, we remember who they are and, uh, then we'll deal with them. So See all, all these, um, you know, the Jews don't have friends. They just have uh, um, uh, partners hosts. of convenience, <laughs> different uh, hosts. hosts yeah. yeah, different hosts, and 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 it might be convenient for a, for the time being to pretend that they are friends with them, but in the long term they are not because they have not forgotten the the opium wars. And if the UK, if England does not get rid of the guilt associated with the opium wars, but the Amer- but the uh, British were no more uh, guilty of that than were the Americans of destroying like Iraq and Afghanistan and so forth. They were the sledgehammer and the Jews were driving the sledgehammer, you see? It's like if somebody went into your brain and got you to go around and do all kinds of damage in the neighbor's house, um, are you guilty? Well, if, if you can prove that it was the parasite that was driving you to do that, then, you know, we could uh, be more lenient with how your punishment kind of thing. So even here, like the UK has got to come clean on their Jew problem, which they will. I mean, they've done it in the past. The Americans have got to come clean on that. I mean, like 9-11, uh, you know, that whole uh, taking over, uh, like going into Afghanistan, it was to get the opium trade going again. I mean, you know, and make all kinds of money. Uh, I, mean, I think look Chinese people are getting revenge with the opium wars with fentanyl in Western streets right now. If you know what that is. Say it again. Say it again. I think the Chinese are getting a revenge for the opium wars with a medicine called fentanyl, which is flooding European streets now. And it's, it's like oh, synthetic yeah. heroin. Yeah, yeah synth- synth- synthetic opiates. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like right. The like of dose is microdose. You will die for just a few milligrams. Oh yeah, th- th- these are ter- these are that's a real plague. We have got to get a, a grip on this stuff. This stuff is we will go down as a civilization if we don't get a grip on this. And and you know and I. You know, when when I'm saying okay, at the end it, 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 at the end of the day, it's this Judaism. But I also have to say that some of my best, strongest brothers in arms fighting this are Jews who have come around and understand that hey, we're going to get slaughtered if we if we continue. And and, and this is white Jew. <laughs> you also have to understand that that when the Jews um, when they get beyond a certain point in concentration and power, they kill each other in massive number. They go after after each other because they're uh, you know the, that's what parasites do. I mean, you get parasites all in in, in one little small space. They're going to eat each other up, and and the Jews are no different. And uh, they're I'd say that even guiltier or or as guilty as the Jews are the doctors, for example, who are participating in this injecting of the people with yeah. this rat poison. That's I mean, crazy. they're making yes. money. I, I don't know if I don't know if how it is in Sweden, but here in Germany, if I heard, I don't know, I can't. I have to, I'd have to verify this, but the doctors were are given a premium of five thousand or five thousand euros to, to to do the participate in this vaccination program, and then they get like. 
like something like if it's on a weekend, 38 euros per shot kind of thing. Well, they mm -hmm. can they can make like 2000 euros or something a day. Mm -hmm. I mean, you go out and try to get a job that pays you 2000 euros a day for sticking people with 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 rat poison. I mean, that's a pretty lucrative thing. You know, hey, that's a nice picture on there. <laughs> that's my, my dog. He's jumping, you know. <laughs> So, uh, I, uh, one, one question I had, uh, you mentioned the, the, the Audi CEO, I guess, it, it, what was his name? Stadler, I think. Uh, no, no, he was he was reporting to Stadler. His name was uh, uh, Thomas Detman, Dr. Thomas okay. Detman. But there was and, some Stadler as well, executive that got, I remember he was like the CEO or something. But anyway, so my, my thinking was, these like, this is obviously a person who's been like on, on the, in the top echelons of of international business, not not only German business but international business. So, so when you had these discussions with him about uh, uh, about um, well, all these things like from German history to, to Jews and so forth, did did you see something in him? Uh, that you didn't see in others did he like kind of connect the dots like of, from his own life in in a way because he's probably had to bump into these these uh, what do you what we call the strings of power in his life more than once yes you know this was you have to I also have you, have to, you also have to look at when did this happen that that was the very beginning or towards the beginning of my uh, stint in jail mm -hmm. and that was in Stadelheim. that was uh 2019 and um, he was, he was, um, he said he was a bit, uh, he was, he said, I cannot openly talk about some of the things you're talking about. He said that. I says, that's understandable, but you have to understand what's going on here. And see what they often do in a case like this is they, to intimidate the people who are working in the higher echelons in these corporations, they will often set them up with some other charges just to set an example of what happens if you don't cooperate kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You see, this is what they do with us too. Like, the, the, you know, that's how the Jews like to do it. They like to, if you are not being a good puppy dog for them, then they will take you and accuse you of something that doesn't have anything directly uh, to do with what you're supposed to be doing for them, but it takes you and punishes you, takes you out of civil, out of the society, puts you in prison. And that's what they did with him. Uh, I, f I heard then after I was moved out of that prison, I heard from another prisoner that this uh, Audi CEO was moved. Uh, he also got a six-year sentence or something, but it was for something unrelated to anything he did at Audi. It was just basically to, um, to, 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 to extreme punishment, setting an example to get everybody else who thinks they have a nice high-paying job with uh responsibility to keep them in line basically so people because people who 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 have lived a, uh the life of you know uh, the, the the you've been taught to be a good you know good person kind of thing they they are so afraid of oh if i go to prison oh that's the bad bad evil god who's going to talk to me anymore people have to get over that uh because this is yeah. the whole world is a prison now and we all have to just <laughs> you know prison. come to yeah <laughs> but, but but did he mention like anything uh of interest in the sense that, you know, what kind of straight, like, you know, there's a lot of these, uh, I guess the, the term, the, using term conspiracy theory in its correct meaning, uh, not that it's mm -hmm. tinfoil, but in, in general, 
was there anything that that he alluded to? Like I said, because I've always been interested in because like you see these giant corporations like embrace the LGBTQ rainbows and you know all this crap. Of course, they do it because it's trendy. But I'm always con been convinced that there there is some kind of you say force of some sort, political pressure, whatever that forces them to to kind of do it in the level they are doing it. Yes, he. He was open, he, like I, I talked about to him a lot about nine eleven, yeah, and 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 the fact that that's, you know Jews were were uh, were nine eleven was a Jewish operation, nothing but a Jewish operation, um, Jew coup. And, <laughs> and I'm going to give you a little short story about the the demoralization of uh, that doesn't just stop in our in our society as such, but goes right into the corporations will also uh, that will also kill the corporations you know okay i started working for ibm in canada in 1977 okay and the last question that the uh that the guy who was the, the personnel manager asked me before i was then hired was well mr schaefer if you uh, work for us will you are you prepared to move or you know travel and i says well sure that's no problem you know and then when I was, and 40 years later in 2017, I was on a Trans-Canada speaking tour and I was talking about uh, psychological warfare. And after my presentation in a Toronto library where we had, had a number of presentations all across Canada, anyway, this young man came up to me and he was about maybe 28 years old or something like that. And he says, you know, Alfred, I got a, I was at IBM. I wanted to uh, work as a systems engineer and then I had everything right all the <laughs> I love that dog there I had everything right I had uh, I had the job all wrapped up and then the, I got the last question I was asked the last question and I was asked by the personnel manager are you prepared to work with a transvestite and this guy didn't know. I mean, he says, "What the hell has a question like that got to do here? This is this is nonsense." Uh, and he, just sort of shook, he just sort of shook his head and, and, and laughed or snickered. And then the personnel manager says, "I, I think we have an attitude attitude problem here," and he did not get the job. So I says, "When a company like IBM, as a hiring criteria, has there in the list, you have to be willing to work." Uh, with transvestites. Well, what else do you have to do? And then State I heard enforced homosexuality. That's what we got. <laughs> then I also heard recently that I, a company like IBM was asking its employees they have to get vaccinated. Well, how? What kind of a future does a company like IBM have when they uh, have when you have to work with transvestites and get a rat shot, Jew kill shot? I mean, who kills their own employees? You see. So, so this is the end of the line. It's the end of the road. It's, there is no, no. Where, where do the Jews stop their nonsense? You see, they, they. This is it. Like it's right over the top. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's it's crazy how they uh, they've been pushing that uh, stuff like in businesses, and then now, obviously, the hype isn't as big. It's like, I know they're trying to drum it up again now, so it's it's a bad timing for that, but. Like all of a sudden, it doesn't matter anymore. Like everybody, like so many people lost their jobs for refusing the jab. So many people took the jab to keep their jobs and got sick or died or had complications and all that kind of stuff. And then one day they just decided that nah, COVID is over. It's uh, 
<laughs> you can go back. You know, you know Andreas, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you brought that up because that, that came up today when I was at my, my parole officer and I was talking about these injections and how people are dying. And he says, oh, it, it doesn't seem to really be so important anymore. I says, well, isn't that strange? Now yeah. I ask you, just now, uh, you know, every once in a while we turn on the, 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 what, the, the, what they call news, you know, the state propaganda. And just now they says that a 97-year-old woman has been tried because when she was 17 years old, she was in, uh, she, she was working as a... A, as a secretary or something like that in a death camp that killed millions of Jews or something in the bullshit like that. Now, they are telling us that it, it is important that somebody was allegedly there when they were making this, you know, six million bars of soap out of some Jew. Uh, and, and the woman is 97 years old. Oh, that's important. That's really important. But the people who are all now dying from that, what they accused the Germans of doing to the Jews, namely an industrial scale genocide of a people, which was all bullshit. Now they, it's real with the COVID injections. So now they say, since the people are all dying now, oh, oh, it's not important. Nobody really cares. Oh, isn't that strange? I mean, this is the level of total absolute insanity that we find ourselves at. And if, like I say, we don't come out of that we are toast we are gone yeah. but i'll tell you myself and i'm sure you feel the same way when i see somebody now like a, a grown man for example who still walks around now with a mask on his face <laughs> uh i i i, I want to go up to him and i want to slap that guy i just say you dumb stupid piece of shit you got to stick your finger up your ass because the corona snakes like to come up from the back door you know i mean are you honest to god <laughs> but like these people, like people, like if, if people think the most important thing in the world is to have friends and be liked, well, these people are the laughing stock of even the retarded idiots. Yeah. I mean, even them, I will say, you know, the, like you just close your ears if you're sensitive, if the coming who are swarming into our countries, into our white countries are dying laughing about the silly nonsense that some of these European people, European white people still believe, these superstitious white people believing in a Holocaust and having gassed six million Jews. Now, these people, these Africans coming in, they are descendants of the cannibals. You know, they used to eat each other up if they didn't like it. They still the, the do it tribe. over there. I mean, is, why don't you just eat those Jews instead of paying them all this money for, for this nonsensical <laughs> stuff? I mean, honest to God. <laughs> You know, like, like, I mean, this is, this is the low point the Europeans have come to, the absolute low point. And, you know, yeah, anyway, yeah, I hope I don't get sure. your show banned for this. Yeah, show, the thing is, I, I anticipated some post-production on this show, so <laughs> it might take a while before I upload this. You know, uh, you, you know what you could do is, is if some, if I'm using some words, you just put a beep and they're like beep. Yeah, you know, I, will, times I will. You know, no worries. Says a, yeah, a bad but, word, they just put a beep in there. But but, but, I, but, I, but I do like that like they like you're saying that people follow they, they almost follow this program and 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 you know they they follow the rules set to them no matter how nonsensical they are and I know I've I've told in this show before that um, because I like to play games with with people on that thing so when people were wearing masks I never wore a mask ever. No. And when they stopped wearing them, I started going with a mask everywhere. And they were really afraid of me because they were like, oh, no, he's carrying the, the thing. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and like people who knew me were like, so why did you, you were such an like, anti-mask person. Why are you wearing a mask? It was just because like, I was like, because I'm getting a chuckle out of it. I thought it was hilarious yeah. going, to the, going to the grocery store with a mask on when no one else was there. And I'm like walk really past like these normies and they would almost like jump like 
to the next aisle because I was there wearing a mask. And like literally two or two, three weeks earlier, it was the other way around. If I didn't have the mask, that was their reaction. So, yeah. so I, yeah, I, Spanish people are still forced to wear masks. In yeah, but it, it's like I like to do this because, like, I've noticed like a really powerful way of of of, of breaking the matrix, so to say, with, with with your average normies is that is to to break what they perceive as a rule and do it with confidence. And they, they, it's like they don't know what to do, but it, it it's like kind of awakens a little thought and hey, I could also do that. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, I don't need to follow these like these things. For example, like uh, I'm, this is probably going to piss off a lot of people, but my favorite hobby these days is because they've started to like you know in front of grocery stores and stuff. Going to they, work sick is that your favorite hobby nowadays? No, no, no. <laughs> but in, in in front of grocery stores, you know, they have obviously the invalid uh, like the the those parking lots, which make total sense. They need to be close to the door. But they started this brainwashing people to their fucking electric cars, so they're giving them the best parking spots, you know, next to the next to the entrances and stuff. So I'm r driving there with my old old car, <laughs> and I just parked them. I have these like this one guy not many weeks ago was like, "Hey, you can't park here. That's not an electric car." I was like, "Well, it identifies as an electric car," and he just walked off, and he just <laughs> stood there completely dumbfounded. Because I just didn't care. Like I didn't. I just don't care. And <laughs> and I came back, and he's still charging. And I was like, "Yeah, well, so enjoying the cold." <laughs> and then I just rode off. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and he's like, "This arrogance." Like, but it's it's not like I don't I don't do it to be a dick. I just do it to make a point that you know, just because someone tells you that now you need to go and buy a sixty seventy thousand euro car. Because it's green, because we mine, you know, a whole mountain in Peru mm, or something to make a battery. Green. Like, just because you think it's correct doesn't make it correct. Exactly. Just because the politicians say that you're good if you're protecting the environment by buying, driving around that, like, you know, uh, ha explosive hazard, you know, it might burn up your whole family because the battery short card, it doesn't make you a good person. And I don't mind taking my old car and parking it next to you and just saying that it identifies an electric car yeah, and yeah, just walking right, off. Right. <laughs> you know, uh, an, an, another big surprise that a lot of these people are going to be facing in the very near future is when we run into a uh, power blackout, like power, you know, not enough energy to keep all our, our power uh, grids uh, going, there will, these people driving electric cars will suddenly be faced with electric car bans because they are taking too much yeah. electricity to it's charge. It's already up, happened. They, they, was so, it, was it Switzerland or Austria that banned charging of electric cars just there a you go. week ago oh. or two? And then they all start crying. Well, why I bought my electric car because it was green. Well, now you can park your green electric car because you know it's not going to run. Like we have to, we have to come back to our common sense, matter of fact. We have to take, we have to take back control of our own destiny on a national level. 
everybody, the Swedes know what's best for the Swedes. The Germans know what's best for the Germans, you know, and, 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 but at the moment with this Jew world order, the Jews, they only know how to take our money and then make claim uh, entitlement to any real value that might be left because that's how we run, uh, our society runs is you need money to buy something, but money itself is only a placeholder for value. The Jew does not create any value. He only entitles, uh, he claims entitlement to real value with the money that he has stolen. So mm -hmm. this is, that's the parasitic nature of, of our, our system right now. And, 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 and he's keeping us uh, distracted and busy with all kinds of nonsense, uh, so that we never, never figure out what's going on. But this, this is our death. Like he is, I mean, if, if to, to understand what's going on, you also have to really uh, understand the protocols. You have to understand, um, uh, yeah, yeah, the, the, the well, all, yeah, the protocols and, 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 uh, the Talmud, you know, the Talmud and how all that stuff ties into, uh, their, behavior and and the agenda and it all makes sense you know it's, yeah. it's as clear as day is what, once sure. you understand all that yeah so i thought we would have a little break here if that's all right do you have more time uh, alfred by the way yeah, yeah i have more time yeah we'll have yeah. a little break and for we'll sure so i was gonna order. play this little video here and uh, i forgot to say that last week when i had a rant about uh, i think it was the week before actually we were convicted in court uh, for reporting on someone projecting the holocaust is a hoax on the malmö <laughs> synagogue you know <laughs> I can't believe someone, still <laughs> someone did it so we were reporting on it and our responsible publisher were was convicted in court for that because that was somehow illegal because of the context and all that stuff and I, I made a little video about this uh, when it happened uh, at the time yeah that I was going to play here. And the funny thing is that during this court case, they had this high school class uh, visiting the court on that day, you know, to learn how the justice works. Like this is the perfect case <laughs> to learn how justice works, putting these innocent people in front of politicians to judge them in court and to find them guilty for hate speech because someone projected this message on a synagogue. But the funny thing is they played this full video. This whole video was played to all these fucking kids. And that's hilarious. You know, so let's have a, have a look at this and uh, we'll yeah. be right back. On the 13th and 14th of October, a large conference was held in Malmö, Sweden, in memory of the Holocaust hoax. World leaders from over 50 countries were invited, however, only a few actually attended. The purpose of the conference was to prevent the so-called Holocaust from being forgotten, as well as to present specific proposals on how to work against the rising tide of anti-Semitism. As was the case at previous EU summits and the Pope's visit in 2016, the security operation throughout all of Malmö was immense. All public transport was shut down in certain districts during the conference itself, and the police and other security forces cordoned off several areas, welded street sewer lids shut and had helicopters hovering over the city. The lie of the Holocaust has long been used as an argument against white nations being white, free and characterized by a national community. Instead, according to the globalists, white nations should be divided, multi-ethnic and multicultural consumer societies in which the self-appointed elite can exploit our people however they please. 
The fictional Holocaust is the foremost weapon the globalists use to shame, oppress and exterminate our people. The Nordic resistance movement has been in the struggle against the globalists since its foundation in 1997 and it is therefore a given that they protest the Holocaust lie. And from JTA.org, Swedish police are investigating how the words the Holocaust was a scam were projected onto the main synagogue in Malmo while that city was holding an international forum on combating anti-Semitism. The projection was seen on the synagogue of Malmo and on other buildings in cities across southern Sweden on Wednesday night, the night of the Malmo International Forum on Holocaust Remembrance and Combating Anti-Semitism. Police are handling the case as a hate crime. The Nordic Resistance Movement, a neo-Nazi group, reportedly claimed responsibility for the incident. The conference had brought together heads of state and other prominent government officials from dozens of countries in a city known for its high rates of anti-Semitism. I just got to give a big shout out. That was such an amazing piece of work done. I, I, I don't know what the crime is. Oh, the light is. projector in Malmo? What's the crime? What's the crime? What did you damage? Nothing, are literally you, nothing. Are you damaged. allowed to be like just anti Semitic in general in Sweden? Like, <clears throat> well, it might be the statement itself is illegal. That might be what it is. That's what I'm But again, about. again, you know. Well, I know, like in Ukraine has that now. You can't but again, you can't charge the Nordic resistance movement. You have to find the individual people that did that. And I don't think you can do that. Right. I mean, how are you going to do it? Like, how would you catch them? I don't think you can. You should mm. just give up now. But I would say this, big big ups. Big ups. Big ups. That was good that, stuff. Fucking amazing. Like, really just fucking great. I don't know what else to say about it. While these Zionists work for multiculturalism and cultural Marxism in our European countries, they are careful to ensure that Israel remains Jewish. When our countries become unsafe and uninhabitable, they can always flee to another nation. We, white northerners, however, do not have an Israel to run to. Our people only have the Nordic countries. We in the Nordic resistance movement will therefore fight for our countries and against the destruction of our people until victory or death. Yo, this is Rob Rondo here from Will to Rise. You're listening to the Nordic Frontier, the final solution to all your podcast problems. The uh, final solution to all your podcast problems. You've made a serious investment in protecting yourself and your family. You've purchased the gun, the ammunition, the training, and even secured a license to carry in your state. You know the Constitution and don't believe you should have to pay for a right that you already have, as written in the Second Amendment, but you are law-abiding. Now you are considering the legal defense options you should have if you ever have to use a firearm. Self-Defense Fund is a comprehensive litigation membership backing you on appeals, legal expenses, court costs, and more, up to $1 million per incident and unlimited attorney costs per member. Discover SelfDefenseFund.com for yourself. Any weapon, any state, any time. You're listening to Resolution Radio. Radio. Resolution RDO.
Are you prepared to bug out? Infidel Body Armor and an Army Ranger have produced a high-speed DVD and book to show you how to drive in combat, patrol, and how to survive in combat. Skills you'll need when it hits the fan. Go to DrivenDVD.com. DrivenDVD.com. Today we call it bone broth, and for thousands of years our ancestors enjoyed its benefits before it became lost to our modern diets of processed junk. We are now introducing Caveman by InfoWarsLife.com, the ultimate in true paleo nutrition with bone broth, turmeric root, chaga mushroom, and seven total primal superfoods in a single great-tasting formula. Caveman, it's those people living in the wilds having to actually build civilization that are our superior ancestors, and we need to do everything we can to recapture that. Every Everyone knew that you used all the parts of the animal. You used the meat for sustenance, the fat for cooking, but you used the bones for strength. From the outside structure full of minerals and key cofactors to the marrow that produces the blood for the body, this is the engine of the life essence. I'm a long way from the caveman my ancestors were, but I'm sure as hell trying to get back to that essence that made us what we were, and this is a big part of it. I know you're going to want to check out Caveman Ultimate Paleo Formula for yourself at InfoWarsLife.com today. You know, uh, All right, we're at, back. What are you yeah, saying, uh, Alfred? The, the the big picture of you know this holocaust, the 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 the, the grotesqueness. The vile grotesqueness of all this, the money, the the shekels that the Jews, this this crime syndicate has scammed out of what has what they have done in, it, with the world wars against us and the divide and conquer, uh, colonizing us basically, and then this new uh, global religion called the Holocaust. I mean, this is so grotesque, so beyond grotesque, and and the the the, the final. Uh, undoing of the Jews now, however, is actually injecting the entire world or trying to inject the entire world population, primarily all those white people who are em employed in some company or something, they have to get a vaccination. I mean, the, the grotesqueness of that, an industrial scale injection of injecting of people and extracting huge amounts of money for the extermination services. I'm sure you've seen the quotation from uh, Henry Kissinger in 2009 at the WHO, at the World Health Organization, where he, where he quoted, where he was talking about how the Goyim, uh, we can vaccinate, the, we can, in, 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 we can uh, do this and that with, uh, with vaccinations, and the Goyim will pay us for extermination services. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it's all spelled out. And I think that was a wonderful thing there with the projecting that that the message up there with the hollow hoax on, on on the synagogue and so forth and everybody has got to start to understand what's going on here this is not a game this is not for fun and you know to ha ha yeah. this is this is serious stuff but i, I was saying yeah the, yeah yeah go on go ahead. no okay. i was saying that <laughs> go on you had something oh yeah also also understanding what's happening in the ukraine the ukraine is supposed to be ethnically cleansed much as palestine was in 1948 because the jews know that their time is up down in great israel and they want to make israel number two or kazaria 2.0 up up in in the ukraine and that's why in all the european countries now they're oh w welcome ukrainians you know because the more more people more ukrainians you have leaving that that rich fertile area of the ukraine and the jews can all move back in there then they expect they can rule us from there uh you know this is this is a long-term agenda this is what yeah, they're been doing. doing that in poland as well 
They've been and in Poland, yeah, because that's where that's where most most of them come from. Yeah. But the one, but the one really good thing it made me so happy when I was in prison and I started realizing this is that the first time ever white lives suddenly really matter because the Ukrainians are all white even though they did smuggle a lot of Negroes into the into the so-called <laughs> so Ukraine, uh, Ukrainians coming in. So this is one the only thing I liked about this uh, piano playing Dick Selinsky, uh, this Jew, was uh, he actually brought white lives matter onto the agenda. So that was okay, you know, but. The rest is, I mean, this guy's a bad yeah, news. Something. Yeah, but I was saying the other week that uh, the Swedish government somehow forgot or didn't include uh, trips to Auschwitz in the school budget for the, <laughs> the the next four years or whatever it was. And then you had well, this, you had this uh, stop uh, committee against anti-Semitism was complaining on Twitter and they made big headlines in the media about them not supporting them and stuff like that. So first they had people sending a lot of money. It's like, now the government's not supporting this. We have to send our own money and support the Jews. And after that, the government backed down and actually is funding the trips to Auschwitz. So not only did they steal money from the people, they're now also getting our tax money to keep sending children. Well, this is, yeah, this is so, it is so grotesque that, you know, and, and I say uh, that the, the, if the European people truly are this stupid as these incidents indicate that they seem to be, then we will get serve the fate we deserve, namely our extermination. But I don't really think they are that stupid. They've just been made that way through this years and in, lifelong indoctrination. And when they come to their senses and r fix everything that has been done to us, uh, it is indescribable. You cannot describe in words what's going to happen then because it's the, all those invaders that think that this is their future. They will wish they never, ever were so gullible and came here thinking this was their free lunch because they will be running back to the places they came to. Believe me, it's not going to be, uh, you know, I cannot see the European people truly uh, just letting us be bred down by the world's surplus, low IQ, uh, you know, f flushing of the toilet uh, onto the European countries. I mean, this is, when I was in Munich today with my wife because of my, my legal appointments there, I, when I see the people that are now in that city, it makes me just sick. It just makes me sick. Yeah, it is sad. So I had some donations here, but it's lagging. So I'll take them in a little bit. I was going to ask you, uh, since you're you're Canadian uh, by birth, and uh, we had a, a big thing that we reported on, uh, like when it was going down in Canada, uh, while you were in prison, they had this massive protest, mm -hmm. while uh, with the trucks they were honking <laughs> in the cities. Did you catch any of that? Oh, that was prison? huge! I got some good letters about, for, uh, regarding that, and uh, that really was a heart moving thing and it really made uh, made me happy very happy and relieved actually to see what was going on there and um uh and and that uh and that gave me hope because even if they tried to bury that now and not mention it anymore but all these truckers and there were thousands and thousands of them like there was, mm -hmm. it, was it was huge that thing yeah. and they the way that Trudeau or Castro, I mean, Trudeau is actually the son of Castro. That yeah, Castro was a Jew, the Cuban Jew, Castro. And I look kind of uh, Jewish. 
he, he is a Jew. His uh, Castro was a Jew. He's the, the Jew running the Cuba, and um, and and Margaret Trudeau had an affair with him, and it, it all matches up. I mean, there's pictures of of her yeah. showing his her son to Castro. You know, like here, look at your look at your son here. Here he is. That was that's that's the. the the prime minister now and what he did then is he 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 attacked these truckers they had the antifa smash their trucks and they closed their accounts their bank accounts and stuff like that i mean all those people who have been so vilely offended by this communist uh atrocity basically they are not going to go quietly into the darkness of the night and disappear they are going to they are they are they're growing with their rage, their anger. They're, they want to, they're going to, they have an account to settle now and they're just beginning. So this is not the end of the story. They are just warming up. You know, like everybody starts somewhere with some topic that gets them interested and then angry. And, and this is, I mean, just one example of a, of a trucker, of one of these truckers, he had, his son was uh, 17 years old or something like that. And was, um, was completely, didn't even drink Coca-Cola. He just wanted to be just completely fit because he wanted to become a professional hockey player. And his parents told him, don't you dare get vaccinated. That's, that's poison, okay? No vaccination for us. But to do anything in Canada, in the communist Canada, that's how the Jews do it. They will... Uh, just like they try to do it in Germany, uh, you have to get vac. You have to show your 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 you know your your uh, status of being vaccinated, or you can't enter the store. You can't do this. You can't do that. So this sporty sportsman of a son secretly got vaccinated in the school because he to to play hockey to train because mm. that they told him you can't train yeah, if you're not so vaccinated. And sad. then shortly thereafter, his parents found him one morning he did not wake up out of his sleep he died in his sleep and mm -hmm. he was a completely healthy person he got vaccinated he died from the vaccination and he was just one of so many cases like that that we are now hearing about more and more and more every day the people are dying not by the thousands by the millions already so uh, these people have a score to settle and they're when they are then being told, oh, you're this, oh, you're that, oh, and you're supposed to get on your knees and think of the Holocaust. You see, um, this is that, this is the, the rage that I say, the pure, naked, raw energy required to do whatever needs doing to deal with this problem will come from all those people who, when they learn what they've been injected with, with the, in their vaccine, they will provide the raw, naked energy to do whatever needs doing to get us back into a healthy state. That's it. They've the yeah. Jews have provided it, it themselves. It was their... interesting. It was interesting to see Trudeau's uh, reaction. They had like uh, was it military emergency measures? Like oh in, yeah, exactly. In Canada, they yeah. shut the whole country down to get rid of these uh, truckers, and they close down private people's bank accounts to yeah, yeah. get them the fuck out of there and yeah. now when china was protesting some covid shit then trudeau went out and like celebrated their bravery for standing up against uh, i don't know the chinese covid measures it's, and like, it's the old it's the old thing of of if you if the if the political leaders have gotten away with it for so long i mean they fooled me all my in my younger years kind of thing when they point the finger at someone else and saying oh look how bad they are it implies sort of 
that that we are the good. If they are bad, and you're pointing your finger, your huge finger at them, it's implying. Uh, by default, that we are good, you know, or we wouldn't be pointing our finger at them. But that's just a trick. It's a psychological warfare trick. Yeah, yeah, it is. So that was interesting. Now I found the the donations that have been coming in. We had their Sharasker saying good discussion. Good discussion two times. This third position is the only political solution. Indeed. Thank you. We have D Salon 7, Andreas, good yule to you and the rest of Nordic Resistance Movement and our extended white family around the world. Indeed. And we have uh, Peter Gibbons coming in saying, for my nibbus. Thank you very much. And we get one of these. May the blessing of tear be upon you. And happy yule to you too. That is great. So... Another thing that I was thinking about was, yes, it's quite a a sad story, but it kind of relates to what we were talking about, this uh, man getting uh, his son murdered by an invader. And I had to bring this up because uh, the verdict for this disgusting African came in this uh, week, and I know you probably haven't heard about this, Alfred, but it is a horrendous story we had up here in the north of Sweden. We had a, a local demonstration here. And uh, so it was this uh, retarded African that they, they say is retarded, but we just call him African, that uh, raped and almost murdered this girl called Luna. And now that the Jewish-owned Bonnier Expressen uh, tabloid is getting a hold of the story, her face and her name is all out there and it's just open to talk about that. Whereas when we are using the story for, you know, to awaken our people, to shake people awake from this slumber that they're in, then we're exploiting the situation. Then we're using her suffering for our own benefit and all that kind of shit. But now that the sentences come down, they lay it out just the way they want it to be, you know, laid out. So one part of the story is this horrendous, horrendous rehabilitation that this girl has to go through now. So if people haven't been following along, she was brutally beaten. She was strangled and tied with shoelaces to a tree and then raped by this, at the time they said, 11-year-old African boy. But it turns out he wasn't 11. It turns out he's at least 15 years old. They don't know. His parents fucking know. And they have been pretending that he's 11 to get benefits out of the state. To have him in school, in younger school, and get more money for the child. As they do. They probably have some fucking cat lady social worker recommending that to get more money. So now we know that he's older than 15 and he did this to the girl. And my my sentence on this has always been, like, if you're old enough to rape a nine-year-old girl, you're old enough to die. All right. You're old enough yeah. to be fucking erased from the face of the earth and your family, too. I really don't give a shit about their family either. And a lot of people on Twitter, I'm talking about reasonable, not me reasonable sensible people on twitter are saying just get rid of the whole family we don't want them here 
Like seriously, wh wh why do we need these people? They have lied, they have deceived, and now this girl's life is destroyed forever. This girl cannot talk and she doesn't move. She sits in a wheelchair and she watches TV all day long, every single day. And as a part of her interview, they said, or the parents' interview, she said that every time she sees a distressing scene in like a Disney movie where someone's chasing the princess, she starts screaming because she's reliving the trauma. That's all she can do now is to relive this fucking trauma every single day. And guess the sentence, like not only have they been hiding this nibba for a year now or whatever, how long ago it was, I don't even remember, for a long time, months at least, uh, they've been hiding him all around Sweden and now he's been sentenced to psychiatric, sorry, psychiatric, 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 sorry, yep. uh, custody. So he doesn't even have a sentence. There's no years, there's no prison, there's nothing. He's just going to go on a fucking institution because he's mentally ill. That's what he is. He's just a mentally ill person that we're going to take care of for the rest of his life. And uh, we're just going to pretend like uh, this, this didn't happen. So, yeah, this, this case is, uh, is gruesome and uh, it needs to be heard. And she's not the only one. That's the tragic part here is that there's so many of these victims daily. They just found a dead woman out in the snow the other day. There was a, a suspected murder. They're dropping like flies. We have this picture as well. If I'm going to add add on this salty Swedish bashing that we've got going on. Shootings in Sweden this year so far. We have the Nordics here. Deadly shootings in Sweden this year. 60 deadly shootings. In Finland, you have two. And in Norway, they have four. <laughs> in Denmark, they have four. All right, we have 60. Why do we have 60 deadly shootings? Is it because we have African gangs running amok, doing whatever they want, killing each other? And then we have the it's government. It's not the blue-eyed blonde Swedes that are doing it. No, I wish. Seriously, I wish they were shooting <laughs> some people, you know, but <laughs> they're not. Yeah. Of course, they're not allowed to own weapons. Some people in this country own a shit ton of weapons. They own literally more weapons than the police combined these people but somehow it's a it's a problem uh, finding who they are and you know prosecuting them is a problem because we need more laws this is what the politicians are are preaching now is that we need more laws on the books so we can get these criminals and like it's already criminal to own a fucking AK47 that's it just book them it's criminal to shoot other people in public as far as i know just book them but you know, that's not how it works. Because as much as we're being so surveillanced and we're under constant surveillance, you know, we're running encrypted apps and encrypted information all the time, but they're literally creating new laws in order to legally be able to not only hack into our phones and install apps that are collecting information that they then, that they then can Ill, that they can legally use against us in a court of law. Whereas before, the secret police could always do these things, but they couldn't use the information. They could only, you know. 
speak, yeah. speaking of, of this is a complete sidetrack but it's interesting nonetheless if you notice the same but do you guys notice like in the past year or so because like when you use encrypted services like signal or quasi encrypted services like telegram you know you can you get a notification if somebody in your contacts joins yeah yeah holy crap there's a lot of normies joining these all yeah. of a sudden yeah. like what like are they actually figuring things out <laughs> it's like well i i i think the signal is not uh, encrypted anymore at least the two guys that got arrested here in iceland and they are charged charged now with uh uh the intention of terrorism yeah was it those guys you spoke terrorism. about before yeah yeah they they were using signal and the police said we were tracking their signal application mm. but were they so, able to retrieve deleted messages do you know that? Or... i don't know i don't know about that but they those two guys had not been charged with uh the intention of terrorism against unidentified people at an unidentified time i, I charge I do think signal is still end to end. Uh, Telegram is a little bit more wonky. Uh, the problem is that, like like Andreas was mentioning, that they now have like they have uh, legal rights to install spy software on your devices. So basically, like the the problem with with any electronic communication is that even if the communication might be encrypted, if they can read what you are seeing and yeah, typing in as time, in yeah. screen capturing what you're, for example, seeing. But who's to say that, that Google isn't already doing this? Like they own Android, yeah. so <laughs> who knows? Yeah, so, so the thing is that as long as the, they can get into the device and, and see what, what you're inputting and, and also what you're seeing, it doesn't matter if it's encrypted from your device to the next device because they're literally sitting basically like standing behind you you could say yeah. looking at what you're doing you're absolutely right you know like you have to you have to just basically assume that everything you do yeah. is somehow if, if they want to spy on yeah. you they will do so but i always say that's so what i always say great. they <laughs> can also learn about what they might not have known it's not about i mean <clears throat> at the end of the day Everything that's happening now, like let's go back to that that young girl who was raped and is tied, you know, tied up and 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 is is now as good as dead, basically. All of these things will be part of the score that needs to be settled and will be settled, because these 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 Negroes, these surplus Negroes from Africa who are doing it to us, they will not be enough lampposts. They, they, they exactly they will they will not, they have now disqualified themselves forever from living anywhere on this continent because we have seen their behavior and we don't like their behavior we do not approve of their behavior and they thought it was funny ha 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 the white people were too weak and stupid to do anything about it so they continue to do so well now they will find that it was just a, we were just sleeping that's all we were just uh, uh, sedated through the through the indoctrination and all the other stuff that was happening the blots of toner on paper that they call laws were preventing us from doing what any of our ancestors would have done and that little piece of shit would not be alive today for do doing what she did to that girl. That girl is never going to come around. And maybe it's good that she is now sitting in that wheelchair because she will remind us every time we see her what her fate was and what we need to avenge, period. Any questions? 
I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm clear. I know what I'm doing tonight. I'm editing yeah. video. That's right. I mean, these are laws of nature that are. This is a law of nature that's that, that's coming up. I mean, believe me, I just cannot see us Europeans taking this and fading away in in history and saying uh, that the Jews want a a a, 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 a bred down sort of a Negro Asiatic mongrelized race that's easy to rule over. <laughs> that's a wet dream. That ain't gonna happen. No, I, I don't think so. There needs to be balance, and you know the Aryan man is going to make a comeback. Absolutely, absolutely. I, that's there's no doubt in my mind about that at all, and that's where um, once people also begin to realize that engaging the system and losing one's fear of being uh, thrown in prison or whatever else that that changes everything. I mean, I, I don't I don't look back. Monica's the same way. My sister. She does not look back and say, oh, it was so awful in prison. No, she looks back at that and says that was part of life. She wouldn't want to miss that for anything. And that's how I look at it. And I was in prison for four years. And I says, you know, I've, I've had a very interesting life and my life would be worthless without those four years in prison because that was because then I couldn't look at myself in the mirror had I not started engaging the system when I Idea. And part of the cost of doing business was the four years in prison. Did it kill me? No, I'm not dead. But the ones who, people who didn't do anything and rolled up their sleeve and got the Jew shot, they're dead now. Like my cousin, you know, died two days after her second shot. Well, she's dead. I'm not dead. Yeah, that's, uh, and, and I don't that's know, it. That's, like once, it sounds yeah. sad when you're saying that, but maybe you didn't like her cousin. I'm not sure. But, <laughs> you know, I have family members that took it too. And uh, I have... Um, actually uh, some uh, associates i could call mm -hmm. them uh, that have had uh, some side effects you know undeniable side side effects and horrible experience even though they had a horrible reaction to the first shot they still for the good of mankind you know to be so oh. fucking good they took the second shot and how it was they, even how, worse oh how can they um, you know and and if they're still alive now they won't be much longer you know you can take you know what asbestos does to you it, you know how it, it, it sort of it works slowly in your lungs and breaks mm -hmm. up ever sm into smaller pieces until it produces cancer and so forth well this stuff is very similar to that it is a bioweapon if mm. we've uh, i mean i've seen some of the uh presentations from people who really understand this stuff and they say it is an indestructible bioweapon when you have it in your body it starts working it starts doing its damage it's very similar really to what asbestos is you can go and say and take a big in inhale you know take a big big deep breath of asbestos dust and say oh, oh i just coughed a bit and i'm okay now no mm. but you can now just wait for your death you will not get old because that stuff will work in your body and continue to uh to, to do its damage until you do become uh, like terminally ill and that's what yeah. these, and these injections there's so are. many there's so many questions obviously we've been talking about this ever since it started i i've been very vocal about this and the vaccine that they were they were gonna push the vaccine and the, they did push the vaccine that it was pure poison from the beginning and all that stuff yes, yes. And now that it's coming out when people are dying of these blood clots 
that are strange. Like these are things that doctors have never seen pulled out of the arteries. Long fucking worms of goo. Mm -hmm. You know, no one's asking questions. No one's doing any deep research. What is this stuff that's killing all these people? No, we're just going to pretend like that's not a massive side effect of all these injections. It's just... They just died suddenly. It's sudden adult sudden death syndrome. That's what we got going yeah. on right now. Yeah, yeah. So that's crazy. But another thing, a very cruel joke I, I thought of uh, this uh, week is the temperatures in Sweden. Because as the prices of energy is skyrocketing, all the Swedes, they were praying for a mild winter. They were like, oh, I hope, I hope it's just going to be a a timid, mm, cozy winter. And they were looking at the leaves of the rowan tree. And it's this old saying that if you don't have any berries on the tree in the autumn time, then it's going to be a mild winter. And I didn't see any on my tree. So I thought, well, maybe they're right. Maybe it's going to be nice. Well, no, it isn't. It's fucking freezing. And <laughs> people are paying. I mean, we're talking about thousands of percent extra for electricity. We're talking about normal households paying 20,000 kroner for one month. And I'm sure it is similar in Germany. How how are people faring in Germany? Are they freezing to death or are you managing? Well, yeah, it's like you just said, the, the rates for electricity and for gas and all this other stuff, they it's not going up like just small percentages, but it's like double as expensive and so forth. Mm -hmm. And these are things that take time to really register amongst the people how it affects them. Because at the beginning, they might have a little bit of money saved up and they, they'll just pay the bill. But they will quickly notice how life is just becoming they're becoming more poor and ever more poor. At the same time, they're seeing on our streets all these invaders. Well, how are they getting through? We seem to be paying for them because they're certainly not providing anything. And even if even if they did work diligently, we did not invite them. We don't need them here. And I don't think that that cost of stuff would be so expensive if it wasn't for them consuming all that stuff at our expense. So this this is all part of, this has to happen. We have to reach a certain point of deep suffering to get into gear and do what needs to be done. Because the longer it takes for that to happen, the, the worse it gets. Uh, so we can almost say, you know, it's unfortunate for us that our comfortable life is over, but it's very fortunate that it's over because now we're all going to wake up and start to realize we're not here to have to play uh, games and have fun. We are here to ensure that our civilization will continue to survive well beyond the time after our death. You know, I mean, because it th this started long before we were born and will continue long after we're dead. Uh, and it's our responsibility to get this right because we have only borrowed this world from our ancestors and we have to hand it down to our children. And I don't think it's fair to let our children deal with it because we were too stupid or too weak to, you see? So that's it. That's where we are. Mm. Yeah. And I think a lot of this uh, energy business is uh, contrived as well. I think like yes. we're moving into an era of uh, contrived energy shortage. So I think we've, touched on it earlier but with the electrical cars and stuff like that and something that I, I was saying a long time ago was that we're going to have a, an energy cap for each person like you're going to be buying like like you used to top up your phone with credit you're going to be topping up your energy credit for the month and uh, if you 
if you're not being a good boy, you're not going to be able to top up your credit anymore. You've been using too much. I mean, we're already already seeing that in the UK, people are moving to these pay-as-you-go electricity contracts. Mm -hmm. I mean... I mean, it's back to square one, like in the Nordics, uh, like in old apartments in, in Sweden and Finland and uh, probably the rest of Europe, you can still see the old, uh, really old apartment that have uh, still use gas for, for the kitchens and stuff. Mm-hmm. They might still have the old uh, gas box and those used to have these tokens. You could go into a kiosk and buy gas tokens that you put in as you to to for it to to give you gas and you have a gas guy come around every once a month and empty that box that's basically where we're going back to uh so yay for all yeah. the green nonsense and, and and there was something as well like my uh my wife had noticed in her normie women's groups that they were talking about the kilowatt hour prices yeah. All of a sudden, she's like, "What are these fucking big-brained women talking about kilowatt prices?" <laughs> <laughs> like, well, that's what the media is telling them to be focusing on right now. Mm. The the mm. current price of electricity. You need to keep up with this stuff, and it's just a massive distraction for people to but, just well, you know, shimmy on by. Like, we have to survive the month now. We we can't do our washing at five o'clock because that's peak mm. hours. So we we wait with the washing the dishes yeah, but, later but, but, but in what, the night. What, what like me the most is that no one is talking about the real issues like the no, talking about Jews <laughs> yeah. or, or, or the, well basically it's an it's a loop that comes back to that but but just the most people don't even know how, how is the price set in in, in uh, the electricity yeah. price like how many here. billions do they make every fucking year? <laughs> hmm? yeah and the thing is like we had this oh let's go green let's go green like we've shut down nuclear power plants, we shut down coal power plants to replace it with wind and solar. Yeah, okay, sure, replace it with wind and solar. But the thing is that the way an electricity grid works is that you need to have buffer energy, so that you know because like if the wind stops, you need to kind of fill up the the grid with something or everything just collapses. But that's not like so. So no one talks about this. Then we have the issue that no one talks about the purely communistic thing they invented on how the electricity prices are set in, in Europe. So in this in the stock exchange for electricity, for, for example, for the Nordics, it's the Nord Pole. So, so the electricity prices are set through futures trading. But these communists and greens invented this and hey, we should push this green, these like these new things. So they wanted to to make it as such that there should be something motivating people to use more expensive means of, of uh, electricity. So, so the way the price is set, they, 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 they make you think it's a free, so-called free market where in a normal stock exchange, if you go and sell a stock of company A, it's like it's the, ha- the market finds what is called an equilibrium. So usually that means that the the lowest price at that moment wins. So the one who's willing to sell at the lowest price at that given moment gets the deal. But the way it works in electricity is that it's based on the most expensive production unit that recently was. So if you have some producing, um, let's take in like nuclear power, which is actually really cost efficient, 
And then you have somebody coming in and using, you know, gas, natural gas imported from, I don't know, fucking Venezuela now when they can't get it from anywhere else. So the gas price is really high. So the, so the price of producing that one megawatt hour with that gas is more expensive than it is to produce it with nuclear or coal or anything. But the price is still going to be set based on that price of the gas. So, so we have a reverse uh, so-called free market where, where the price is set by the most expensive unit to produce. And no one, no one is explaining this to the average people. They should be outraged. So why the fuck do we even have a system? Why, why don't we just, you know, we could be like the Nordic countries, for example, we say, okay, we're out of nude pool. We're not going to do this shit anymore. We're going to have, you know, we're going to sell and trade between the Nordic countries and you in the continent can do whatever the fuck you want with your gas. Uh, and no one is talking about it. They don't even want the people to know what they're paying so much for. It's, it's yeah. really baffling and frustrating. And it really annoys me when I see normies sitting at a coffee table and talking about kilowatt hours, like you say, but they don't even sit down and think, why is this? Why is it that 12 months ago you could get pay five cents a kilowatt hour up in the Nordics and now you're paying 30 to 45? Mm. What happened? <laughs> It's crazy. Now they're talking about, well, they, they shut down like three nuclear power plants yeah. in total. <laughs> and then now they're talking about building a new one. And that's going to take like five years. So we're going to enjoy at least five years of this. There's not going to be any magic energy arriving anytime soon. You know, So shutting these things down uh, takes a lot of time. Like if it is even possible turning them back on because these were antiquated. I don't know. Yeah. But they're talking about uh, new, new nuclear power anyway in Sweden, so we'll see about it. What, what, what annoys me the most is, well, I, there's no secret that I'm not a big fan of Putin and Russia, and there's never been. It's in my blood. But they keep blaming him for, for, the, for the energy crisis. Yeah, okay, so yes, Putin Russia did nothing did. wrong. Is that what you're saying? No, no. <laughs> the thing is that, of course, the, the, the Russian war uh, against Ukraine has an effect on the markets. But the fundamental issue is that our politicians, because of greed and corruption, went after cheap Russian gas to make their own wealth and shut down every other alternative. So now we're stuck because they're fucking incompetent. Like if they had two brain cells to rub together to try to make a fire, they would probably still end up burning themselves. Mm. This is how stupid our leaders are, and no, like no one is bringing them to to count for this. Nothing. It's like me. And never mistake stupidity for gayness. I think. Wait, uh, what? All faggots. There you go. <laughs> so, as a maybe closing question, I don't know, but. Uh, one thing I wondered, uh, now that you're out, uh, you're still living in Germany. Do you... Yes. I, I know the answer to this question, but do you fear speaking out? Like, are you going to no, no, hold no, back? No, or no. <clears throat> what, What's the consequences for you coming on the show and speaking so freely, do you think? Nothing. Uh, they, they gave me a whole list of... Well, first of all, uh, be, earlier in my life, I had had a long protracted war battle with a real psychopath, and I it forced me to learn to understand what is a psychopath, how do a psycho, how do they function, how do they operate, and the best way to deal with the thought laws 
is to completely and totally ignore them. Never, ever apologize when they come at you with their nonsensical lies or control trigger words or anything and speak common and only and, and just speak in a calm, collected way, factually and um, and, and tell them tell them that these lies are going through they're going over they're, they're finished and people who think that the winning horse is the one with you know the lies no they're 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 betting on the wrong horse that everybody is waking up and it's never been easier to understand them and i break all the thought laws as often and as quickly as i possibly can and uh if they could if they wanted to they could throw me in prison and arrest me right now but they don't because they know that they uh, it'll they'll do themselves more damage than if they let me go, and also when you deal with a psychopath, as soon as you bend the slightest bit to please the psychopath, then he will regain all the territory that he might have lost. Mm, you see, he will regain blood. everything. Yeah, and that's what we have to all understand. We have to overcome our the fear of facing down the psychopath. Yeah. And I'll stay in Germany if they arrest me. So what? I'm still alive, and 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 life is a is a battle. It's it's a struggle. But I am fully confident that we're going to come out on top, and we're all going to die one day anyway. And uh, you know, so you might as well have a go at it and do as much uh, you know of the right thing as you possibly can. And we have this enemy we need to deal with. Let's deal with it. Yes, that's nice. Well, we. Uh... We admire you for your courage. It's, uh, you're a very brave man and you've gone through a lot and you still keep speaking the word. So that's very nice. So I want to thank you for coming on the show again. It's been fantastic having you. Uh, I'm going to have to spend some time uh, editing this precious episode though. <laughs> so people <laughs> might have to wait a day until it's released. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you should you should you should be a guest more often. We get to get go to sleep earlier than yeah, the rest never, of us. <laughs> never get to do any editing anymore. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. Thank you for coming on. It's been fantastic. It's been my pleasure, and I hope we can talk again. I hope we don't you don't get arrested for what I said. No, no, no. no we'll be fine. And I also wanted to say that uh, yeah, I uh, I'm gonna be busy tomorrow with another show uh, for the Swedish uh, speakers out there. There'll be a Yule special tomorrow on Nordfront.se. Keep an eye out there or an ear out, maybe it'll be a podcast. It's gonna be fantastic. So uh, I'm going to be busy tomorrow night with the producing as well. This is the last Nordic Frontier for the year. So I want to thank everybody for listening and the, the uh, gracious, the, what's it called? The, uh, I don't know, something, donations that we've been getting over the year. So this is like the first year that we've been able to actually take donations. And it's all because of Odyssey. And the platform that has given this opportunity is fantastic. And it feels good that the channel is growing. People are appreciating the show and also supporting our movement. It means a lot to us and uh, it's really great. So next week there will be a little special episode. Keep an eye out for that. Uh, 8 o'clock next Tuesday. And happy Yule to everyone out there. If you want to mm -hmm. follow us. Yeah. If you want to follow us during the week, uh, you can uh, check out on Telegram, Nordic Frontier Podcast and Nordic Frontier Chat. You 
can find me on Twitter, Andreas Ketchup, and on Telegram, uh, Tivas Comfort Corner. And with that, I say don't be an English cigarette, and hail victory. Hail victory. It's it. You're listening to Resolution Radio, 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 ResolutionRDO.com. Hello everyone, James Edwards here. Are you sick and tired of liberals and race hustlers and the media calling you a racist just because you oppose Obama's policies? Well, my friend, those days are over. After you read Racism Schmacism, you'll never again fear being called the R-word. I invite you to discover why every conservative in America needs a copy of my explosive new book. Racism Schmacism has received much critical acclaim and will equip you with the key to unlock their socio-political nuclear bomb once and for all. Order your copy today by visiting the official website of the Political Cesspool radio program, thepoliticalcesspool.org. Proceeds of each sale go to help keeping our award-winning show on the air, and they make great gifts for your conservative friend or family member. Buy Racism Schmacism today at www.thepoliticalcesspool.org. Does there account somewhere? You're listening to Resolution Radio. 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 ResolutionRDO.com. Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows the only way you'd give a freshly minted driver a brand new car is if he promises to never drive it. Instead, let him grind the gears and knock over the neighbor's mailbox in something a little more suited to his skill level. And with over 500,000 parts and a little Napa know-how, he can safely drive something that's nearly as old as he is. It's not perfect, but it's perfect for him. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. More than two years ago, InfoWars first told you about our research into what has been called the iodine conspiracy. I've told you about how scientists have known for decades that iodine deficiencies can devastate IQ and how the government knowingly started taking iodine out of the food and adding fluoride, the bad member of the halogen family, into the water. They took the good halogen out and put the deadly halogen in. And when the Fukushima crisis worsened, as it still is worsening today, I was there telling you how to prepare yourself and your family. Now, in 2016, even more information has been revealed concerning the connection between iodine and the gut, which many experts are now saying could be the biggest revelation ever concerning iodine. You can pull these studies up for yourself. This is the real deal, folks, and the truth is that iodine is essential, in my view, to any optimum health regimen. Stock up on Survival Shield X2 today at InfoWarsLife.com or by calling 888-253-3139.